York's number two sports show, Alexi Lafreniere, stole the show tonight at Madison Square Garden. The Rangers defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-3. They win in a shootout. They tie the game up on a goal by Lafreniere with 11 seconds left in the third period. The Rangers extend their point streak to 10 games. So they are 9-0-1 in their last 10 games. They improve their overall record to 11-2-1. And Artemi Panarin ties Roger Bear's uh, season opening point streak record at 14 games. Tonight was another multi-point game for Panarin. And it wasn't a pretty game for the Rangers at all. Jonathan Quick was back in net for the Rangers. Of course, last game, Louis Demang was in. Demang was the backup tonight. Quick was the starter. And Quick was really key in this game. This game had a chance to kind of get out of hand. You know, Columbus takes a 3-2 lead in the second period, and Jonathan Quick kept the Rangers in this game in a, you know, in a poor second period. We've seen it the last couple of games. You know, last game versus Minnesota, where the second period was not really a great one. But, you know, Quick has really been key. He has, you know, provided way more than I could have ever expected uh, you know, makes all three stops in the shootout, but it, you know, it's hard to not, you know, talk about Alexi Lafreniere, who is just, the confidence is just so apparent for him. And, you know, he has seven goals in the season now, a really, really clutch, and it's great to see a, a clutch game time goal. And it's great to see him out there, you know, six on five late game situation and to be able to score that goal and, you know, and the goal he scored in the shootout was just a thing of beauty. A, a backhand roof, roof job. You know what? It, it almost reminds you of, if you remember, Peter Sikora kind of had a move like that a little bit. Where, you know, where you lift it. I'm sure, you know, Sidney Crosby, certainly, you know, he's good with sort of lifting the backhand. And the the skill that we're seeing from Lafreniere is stuff that you saw, you know, um, going into his NHL career you know, making him the first overall pick. And we're starting to see that blossom a little bit. And there's a lot of work to be done still, you know, like, and the expectations are sky high for him. But I like the response. Two of the players that I, were, that I was most critical of coming out of last season for different reasons, and there's still an, un, 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 uh, excuse me, unanswered questions, was Artemi Panarin and Alexi Lafreniere. And they have been two of the best players. Those two have been on the same line the whole season, whether that be Philip Heedle in the middle or now Vincent Trocek, who he's, you know, fit in seamlessly there. That has been the Rangers' best line by far. Look, Mika Zibanejad continues to struggle. Uh, I don't like how Mika's been playing. We know he's streaky, and we know that he's prone to getting off the slow starts. But for Mika, again, I'm. it sounds crazy, but I think it's true. I'm pretty sure. Let me see. Um, you know what? Maybe I was wrong about that. He only has one even strength goal. That That's for sure. Maybe that's what it was. I might have misspoken and said that he had only one even strength point. I think it might just be one even strength goal still, though. But, again, Mika is, is a key player on this team. He will get going at some point. We know that. He, he will score goals in bunches. And when they come, they will, you know, be in abundance. But just saying... You know, you haven't gotten really much of anything from Mika. Like, that line hasn't, you know, hasn't given you much offense. And we can go on down the line. But this was not a pretty game for the Rangers. But so key in the fact that the Rangers don't play this week. Their next game is next Saturday against the Devils. So for them to, like, it just, it wraps up this portion of the season, if you will. 
Um, and they're 11-2-1 and just comfortably sitting atop the, the Metropolitan Division. Now, something bad that came out of this game was Ryan Lindgren leaves the game with what was probably a concussion. It was called an upper body injury. So you don't like to see that. The good thing is you have some time off here, but it was a hit by Sean Corrali, which they were kind of going at it all game. It just, originally it was ruled a major penalty, and then they reduced it to a two-minute minor. But, yeah, so no Lindgren, that's, that's very problematic. And if he is out, then chances are Connor Mackey would be the next guy up. But again, there is some time between now and the next game, so maybe somehow he's okay. But um, again, Lingren, you know, he's got a, he's got an, I'm trying to think if he has specifically a concussion history. He's always hurt, so I kind of feel like there could be. Um, You know, again, I think with Heedle, they're going to give him some time. You know, he's still not back yet. Igor, I'm hoping he comes back, um, you know, for this devil game. Uh, if If he doesn't, then to me, that's a little odd. I would like to think that he will that his return is on the horizon. So, you know, this was a game the Rangers have only had a few losses this season. Two in regulation, one in the shootout. And one of those regulation losses was to these Columbus Blue Jackets. And it almost happened again. So it was nice to not have to... Look, the fact is, Columbus, they are better than their record says, but yet they are, you know, in terms of Eastern Conference, they are one of the worst teams in the East. This is likely not a playoff team, although... I don't think Columbus is Columbus is capable of really of winning hockey games, but um, you know, considering that they already lost to them, it was nice to find a way to get the two points here. So the lineup was the same for this game, other than Jonathan Quick returning, um, and so he started. And let's see, Rangers. The first period. So let's talk about like the first period. I thought the Rangers played a decent first period. Nothing great, like. Low event first period. Not too many chances either way. I thought they were okay. Whereas the second period, they were way worse. Way sloppier. And the third period, the Rangers really picked it up. And that's kind of been a key for the Rangers. Is that they have really turned it on late in games. That's a good quality. And and Peter Laviolette. Like, I just continue to, you know, really marvel at the the decisions he makes. His his adjustments, you know, personnel-wise and double shifting of certain players. Like, he just gets it for the most part. Um, and, and it's really refreshing to see. So, Rangers take a penalty at 13:45. A really bad call. Jacob Truba's called for roughing Adam Fantilli. It was a clean hit that I don't think was originally called. Then Columbus went after him. And for the Rangers to come out of this shorthanded made zero sense. The officiating, we'll talk about the officiating, was not great tonight. Uh, on many fronts, but the Rangers do kill off that that power play. Uh, it would be the only Columbus power play of the night. So then at 16:26, the Blue Jackets score, and it's a goal by Danforth from Goodbranson and Warensky. Um, Danforth's fourth goal of the season at 16:26. So it's a tip-in goal. Branson with a shot from the point, and Danforth, who, you know, I think Trocek was kind of maybe near him, and Danforth gets a stick on it. Nothing quick could do, and Columbus takes one of the lead. Before the period's out, the Rangers tied up, and it's Chris Kreider. So as much as I've criticized Zibanejad, you know, Kreider is in that conversation, but yet, to me, there's separation there. Kreider, 10 goals, and, you know, and we'll talk about a little smart move he made on the game tying goal. I, I, I like what Kreider has provided even though there's this room to improve, but yet, like, just the goal scoring is there. Ten goals already for Chris. 
uh, and the Rangers from Gustafson and Wheeler. So this is a great pass by Eric Gustafson. He's like having a fourth forward. Eric Gustafson was one of the bargain signings of this offseason. I mean, he's making near league minimum. He has been great uh, and very needed with, uh, you know, the injuries to Adam Fox. You know, we'll see what happens with Lindgren. Gustafson's been brilliant and it kind of reminds me different types of players. But when the Rangers got Anton Strawman in the 12, in the 2012 season, that was a bargain at the time. And, and we know what that became. Again, Strawman, um, again, had some offense to his game, but was more, you know, more defensively inclined at that part of his career. Whereas Gustafson is still really strong offensively more than anything. So it's different, but uh, a bargain nonetheless. So it's 1-1 going to the second. And in the second, at 4.51, you get matching penalties. Uh, Trocek gets called for unsportsmanlike conduct and Sean Corrali for roughing. So Corrali was in the mix. I, I actually think Lindgren was somewhere around there, if I remember correctly which is relevant later on. So it's four on four. Neither team scores. Then at 8-11, Vronikov uh, trips Trocek at 8-11. The Rangers' power play is unsuccessful. Uh, And that was the case tonight. The power play, it had good zone time. Like, it wasn't like it looked bad, but they were not, they were unable to score. But soon thereafter, soon after it expires, the Rangers take a 2-1 lead. It's a goal by Alexi Lafreniere. His sixth goal of the season from Trocek and Panarin. And with that Panarin assist, he extends his 14-game season opening point streak. So, it would be pretty sweet for him to break it, you know, against the Devils, who, look, last year, like, they shut him down in the playoffs. After the first two games, he was completely shut down. So, this is the first game versus them, so uh would be nice if he can, you know, break that record, which is um, which should be highly impressive. For him to do so. But a, a nice job by this line. Nice pass by Trojak. And Lafreniere scores past Merceleekens to make it 2-1. However, Columbus scores a couple of goals in very short order. At 12.35, Fantilli scores his fourth from Veronikov. And it's 2-2. Good shot by Fantilli. Not much quick could have done. Posting in. But then 18 seconds later, Sean Corrali scores his fifth goal of the season from Texier and Goodbranson. And this one was frustrating. This was a play where the Rangers should have gotten the puck out of the zone. This might have been the one where, like, Zach Jones might have messed this one up slightly. Um, again, both those goals kind of blend. No, well, the, the Fantilli goal was more on the rush. The Corrali goal was, like, off of a faceoff where the Rangers couldn't clear it. Not a great rebound by Quick. If there's one goal I had a problem with Quick, it was probably this one where the shot is taken by, I guess, Texier. And, you know, he leaves a juicy rebound for Corrala to, to bury it. So it makes it 3-2. Then some controversy at the end of the second period. Will Cooley, who I continue, I am a big fan of Will Cooley. Um, and, you know, I think I talked about it last episode. Keep him on that third line to balance things out. You know, does he deserve to be on a higher line than Blake Wheeler? Yes, he does. But you know what? Cooley, he adds, you know, he, he gives some balance to that third line. I just like the way he plays. He is different than other Rangers that I've seen. Not afraid to go to the net. Not afraid to take shots. Like, has size and, and, and some skill to it. Like, And so what happens is he takes a shot that appears to go in, but the ruling on the ice was no goal, and there was no conclusive evidence to say it fully crossed the line, uh, which is unfortunate because it probably did go in. You know, if that had been ruled a goal on the ice, it probably stands, but it didn't go that way. So the score remains 3-2. to two. We go to the third period. In the third, uh, at 130 is where you get that uh, boarding penalty, Corrali to Lindgren. 
And the Rangers get a power play from this, but Lindgren leaves the game. Looked woozy, you know, and I feel bad for Lindgren, uh, and I hope he's all right. So Rangers get a power play, and then they get a five-on-three because um, 52 seconds into that power play, Danforth high six Panarin. So the Rangers have a five-on-three for over a minute, but they don't score. They don't score, um, and that wasn't, you know, you couldn't feel too good about that. But the Rangers had a good third period. They stuck with it, and eventually, on a six-on-five in the dying moments, one of their last chances, Alexi Lafreniere ties the game up at 1949. His second of the night, seventh of the season from Kreider and Panarin. So Panarin takes a shot from up top. It gets through to Kreider, who makes a nice little pass to Lafreniere, and he puts it past Merzlikens to tie it up at three. We go to overtime. Uh, there were some chances both ways, but neither team scored. We go to the shootout. This is the first home Ranger shootout. So, La so Lavulette has the decision and he, and he decides to go first. And it works out. It ends up working out. And the way we got there was a little bit surprising because Artemi Panarin, who is close to automatic in the shootouts, doesn't score. Uh, he is stopped. Then Johnny Goudreau is stopped. Then Mika Zibanejad, um, who, you know, his shootout struggles kind of continue. He doesn't score. Patrick Lane, who has a great resume in the shootout, he also does not score. And it sets up Alexi Lafreniere with a chance as the third shooter. Last shootout, they went with Trocek, this time Lafreniere, which I kind of thought they might, considering how good of a game he was having. And he just makes an unbelievably sick move, backhand, uh, with elevation. No way that Merzlikens could stop it. And then... Alexander Texier comes in and Quick makes the save. It was kind of funny. The puck goes on top of the net and, Qu and Quick like tries to kind of poke it. Like he was just feeling so good that like there was really no reason to do that. Like, there was no good from doing that, but he was just, you know, feeling good. And, and the Rangers win the game four to three. Like I said, they are 9-0-1 in the last 10. So 10, uh, you know, games with points, the Rangers 10 straight. Uh, remarkable. 11-2-1. and And now they can enjoy this time off. And let's hope that Adam Fox, Philip Heedle, Igor Shesterkin, now Ryan Lindgren, can improve and heal up. You know, we know we're not going to see, I don't think we're going to see either Fox or Heedle. We're definitely not going to see Fox. I don't think we'll see Heedle. Lindgren, I'm not sure as well. I'm hope, hoping that Igor will be back, but the Rangers have shown that, hey, they can lose some, some uh, really key players and yet keep moving forward. So now the Rangers won't play again until Saturday. At the Devils. That will be an interesting one. Now, for the Devils, they're dealing with their own injuries. As currently, Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer are out. Now, by then, maybe maybe one or two will be back. I'm not sure. But that game um, will be meaningful. That's I think that's one that you circle on your calendar just for the fact that, you know, that was the, uh, the first-round playoff series last year that the Rangers lost. You know, it's their crosstown rivals. Uh, you know, Hudson River rivals, I should say. And... Um, we'll see. The Rangers, there could be some rust. Not that that'll be using as an excuse for the Rangers. And, you know, eventually they'll be fresh. Um, so looking forward to that game. But just happy overall. Um, Panarin streak continuing. Jonathan Quick really uh, stepping up for the Rangers. And Alexi Lafreniere finally coming into his own. This is his fourth season. Maybe, just maybe, we are finally seeing shades of why he was the number one overall pick, but don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but tonight was the Alexi Lafreniere show. <laughs>